What's happening in Texas? Thanks for coming back with us. Today we have another great interview with the guys from Martin House. I'm your host, Abel, and I'm here with Jane and Vincent. Hello. And today we got David Wiedemeyer, owner, uh, founder, biz dev-ish. And uh, Dylan Stefanos, uh, Fort Worth sales and head of sales team. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining with us, guys. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day oh, to come out and do yeah, this with sure. us. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, we, we all love Martin House. We, you know, you mentioned Martin House to anybody out there and they know who you guys are. Like, probably probably love hate relationship. with It, both of them. it yeah. may be. It may, it may be. So uh, so we're going to jump right into it. Uh, so, David, uh, how did you start? the brewery um and then why did you pick fort worth and what does martin house mean for people who don't know oh, that's, a, big oh, that's one. a complicated question that's oh so, question. <laughs> so actually I'm, I'm the not fun guy for martin house the it's named martin house because it was cody martin's brainchild so he's the brewer so he's the other founder and he kind of does the the you know the fun stuff making beers all that things and i kind of take care of the back end so this was this was his idea was to start a brewery and, and you know this is back in 2012 or something and you know, he uh, he said, "Oh, I'm, you know, my wife let me quit my job to to start this brewery. Nice, well, that's kind of cool. You know, yeah. great life. That's interesting. So he he actually they ended up moving in with with me in uh in, in Flower Mound, and I at the time I was living with with another couple. So there was like all this just it was it was chaos there. We had you know <laughs> six people living there. Uh, you know, Cody built this twenty gallon brew system on the back porch, and so we were all just you know watching Game of Thrones and and drinking this this home brew. I was like, wow, this is really cool, and so." I started researching the market conditions and all that stuff, and it was really the right time. I mean, when you started looking at the business plan, it was, uh, you know, maybe there was Deep Elm was, was brand new. Frank Coney, Rar, obviously been around for a while. You know, Community, Four Corners, Revolver, all these guys were not even out yet. Yeah. And so it was, uh, you know, kind of the, the very beginning, and um, it turned out to be to be great timing. And I guess the second part of your question was why Fort Worth? Um you know, Fort Worth because it's just an awesome city. I mean, the the trails, the the feel, just uh, you know, it's it's kind of just a very approachable big city. It's it's a great place, and you know, we found this this building right here on the water. Um, you know, just it's a kind of a the facility itself is is sort of a very representative of, of the brewery. Um, so I don't know. Uh, what was the third part of the question? Uh, what does Martin House mean? Ah, I mean, it's just uh, just hanging out with you. It's it's it really just means fun, right? Um. It's just we, we make fun beers. We have fun at the brewery in the tap room, you know, when it's not COVID shut down. Right. It's just a really fun place to be. You know, I, I think you, you come out here, you, you get a good vibe. You, there's a lot of really cool beers, a lot of cool people. Yeah. It's just a, it's a good community place to hang out where people, you know, what know what they're getting. And that's that's fun. You know, we do that with our with our beers, too. We make some some pretty, pretty goofy stuff. <laughs> and, you know, it's not all meant to be taken very seriously. Right. Um. Yeah, we do serious beers too. So it's it's really it's, I'd probably in one word, it's fun, right? Yeah, it's, awesome. Yeah, I know we've been to a few events here, and every time we come out, it's it's always a blast. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they've been to Sourfest, I've been to the brewery tour for Halloween, and um, even the beer Olympics. I mean, you guys oh, did those. Yeah. yeah, I was out here for those. I, I, I competed. Those. Yeah. I competed in one of them. Yeah. And then I said, "Oh, I get to run and drink beer." I said, "Yeah, I'm not doing that." <laughs> <laughs> So uh, you have to get back in competition mode. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so Abel just pointing to me here. It looks like um, I think we may have already answered this. Who came up with the? Uh, oh no, I'm sorry, we didn't. Um, I get asking whoever can speak to this. Um, I really enjoy it. Um, we see it on the cans, on the shirts, the uh, you know, Martin House. It's uh, what uh, it's made in Texans by Texans. Like who thought of that? I really love that. And um, you know, as on a funny side, like 
do you have to be Texan to work at Martin House? <laughs> or um, who, who can answer that best? Either one, guys. Okay, so again, that was Cody. That was one of the first things that, you know, when he was putting together the, the brand identity, you know, obviously being local is very important. And it's just kind of an elegant way of saying, hey, this is this is us. I mean, we're, we're from here and, you know, enjoy it. And you, you don't have to be Texan to work here, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll assimilate you yeah. very quickly. I feel like if you drink it, you become Texan by default. Exactly. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's, that's great. I like that. Okay, so... This is for either one that wants to answer. What's your favorite beer to drink? Martin House and non-Martin House. Dylan can take that one. Since I'll, he hadn't talked it. yet. Yeah. I'll take it. Uh, hands down, my favorite beer we've ever made uh, is Salty Lady Michelada. Um, oh. like, it's got the Clamata juice. It's got the Tabasco, the Tahine, like, and it just, it's killer. Um, we make a lot of sour beers, and that's not like my go-to style. Mm -hmm. um, I'm more of an IPA person, but Salty Lady Michelada is money. <laughs> um, so that's hands down my favorite Martin House beer. After that, it's going to start, you know, Acheron, Kakaitis, and Urbis, mm. the big barrel aged yeah. stouts. Right here. Right here. Um, <laughs> when I'm not drinking Martin House beer, uh, Celestial and Turning Point, they're both yeah. great friends, not just to us as people, but us as a brewery. Um, you know, we feed off each other on social media and have fun. And, um, you know, they don't, take, they don't take things too seriously either. They like to have fun with their beers, kind of come up with some fun, unique ideas. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're family. Any collaborations with them coming up? I don't know. That's a that's a that's a should question. I don't know. Twenty twenty one's got a lot to hold. Um, I know it's always so. been talked about um, with us. I mean, one of the founders of Turning Point was a former employee here, so he was oh. a brewer and cellarman here, um, along with some of their other staff came from other breweries around DFW, and then Celestial. They're just good folks, you know. I don't mm -hmm. be, living in Fort Worth. I don't make it to Dallas a lot, but when I do, I it's always like a go-to stop in. Yeah. So no, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely been joked about over a few beers. So I'm sure one day. <laughs> there you go. We just like collaborating with, uh, with Cheetos. All the foods, all the collaborate. Foods. We just use their product. Just yeah. to make sure that we're uh, <laughs> legally compliant here. We just used it. We did not collaborate. Sorry. <laughs> so, all right, David, I know you don't necessarily have your hand hands fully on the brewing process, um, but what's your favorite beer to brew or come out with? So we we've got we we've got this uh, micro seasonal line, which is just the most exciting thing we do. I mean, it's it's really fun. It, it keeps the brand fresh. So I mean, we've got the four pack, we've got the six pack, which we come out mm -hmm. with a lot. Um, and then we've also got coming up. Well, we we have a two pack box, which is really cool too, which allows us to do like insane things, which is great. And then coming up, we're going to have two more seasonal skews. We're going to be doing a 19.2 as well as a, a four 16 ounce. Ooh. And that's coming up. Nice. You know, when when we have the resources to do it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the micro seasonal skew is, is just great. It, we can just have fun, you know, keep it fresh. You know, that's that's really what people want is something something new and, and cool and interesting and, and fun. So, without a doubt, micro seasonals. Okay. So, uh, speaking of that, I believe, um, what's the... Uh, thought process or um i guess structure you guys have for um releasing uh new beers almost on a weekly basis like that's kind of unheard of i, I can't think of anyone else other than you guys that's doing something new every week yeah, almost so i mean how does that work that seems a lot of a lot yeah. of labor a lot of time a lot of effort a lot, a lot of, of creativity it's got to be exhausting but i know we as consumers love it yeah but what's that like for you guys i mean like i said it's definitely a miracle that they all happen each week almost without any hiccups but i mean to put some things in perspective, I mean, the beer launch calendar is set for the rest of the year and we're already mm -hmm. working on next year's stuff. I mean, oh, wow. the timeline on ordering cans, getting label approval on artwork, getting recipes made, ingredients ordered, you know, it's a long process. So, I mean, this stuff's planned out months ahead of time. And like I said, Shug's 
you know, probably working on 2021 already. Yeah, I mean, the whole reason we came out with micro SKU was that whenever sales guys would walk to accounts, the first question is, hey, what do you have that's new? Mm-hmm. We just yeah. got tired of saying, oh, we'll wait for three three months, and then we've yeah. got, you know, September right. Fest coming up. People want new. I mean, they want to. They want to try new stuff and, and have fun, and, and so that's what it came out. And it's, it's not an easy thing to do. I mean, you have to have a ton of people working in all sorts of different, you know, silos within the brewery. You have to have the marketing team trying to figure out, you know, what what's popular right now, what would sell. You have to have the the brew house getting ingredients. You have to have, you know, making sure you don't run out of cans because the aluminum shortage. And it's just yeah. there's a million different moving parts. And so it's it's you know the product of, of trying to perfect this for, and it's still not perfect, but trying to work on this for, you know, gosh. In what, four or five years at least we've had the micro seasonal skew yeah so yeah, it's a balancing act trying to keep those weekly and keeping core brands you know as in stock as possible in the, in the busiest times of the year yeah yeah no i really appreciate that um and you know i have some things afterwards that i definitely want to ask you too because again <laughs> can't be too revealing but uh no i really appreciate it and uh, we really love what you guys are doing yeah for sure all right. So speaking of artwork, who does all the artwork? Because it's pretty awesome. The limited releases, all of them, they are very eye-catching. Donnie Four Fingers, man. <laughs> nine, nine fingers. Nine, right? Well, his Instagram yeah. handle is oh. Donnie oh. Four Fingers. <laughs> Unfortunately, he doesn't post a whole, whole lot on it. Um, but yeah, Donnie Four Fingers. No, he's uh, one of Cody's friends from high school. They, okay. they uh, went to school out in Roy City together, I believe, and mm-hmm. we brought him along for the for the ride. And you know, when we first started, he was doing like a can design every couple of months for us. And uh, he started doing so many of them because of the micro seasonals, you know, yeah. one yeah. or two a week that we had to bring him on full time. So he's, he's the the evil genius behind all this stuff. That's awesome. I, I work with somebody that um he has he won't drink beer but i drink the beer and then i give him the box and he's made his whole room they're pictures of the limited release the two-pack cans nice. yeah, yeah people frame two-pack boxes and like shadow boxes and stuff to get like the full billboard artwork up and stuff uh, i mean the artwork is insane i mean we do black friday poster sales once a year and I mean, there's typically a line for them, and we'll sell out of you know most of them in the first day. Yeah. I mean, wow. love the artwork. It's part of just keeping things fun and and and, and new and cool is, is that's a huge part of it. You, the first thing you do whenever you, you see a product is you, you look at the, the artwork, and then you know you get to the click later. But having him on staff is is very valuable. That's awesome. And uh, kind of along that same guideline. Um, so, what made you guys decide to go with uh, kind of like the Greek mythology for your barrel aid series? The first one we came out with was was Acheron. One of my favorites. Sure one that was, but we were trying to come up with something really cool and scary, and yeah, you know, 20, the representative of 15, of 15. of just the yeah the type of beer it was. And so I was actually just one night I was I was going to bed and and took out a copy of of the Inferno. Oh, because I was like, this is a pretty scary book. There's probably lots of cool words in here. <laughs> yeah, just kind of combing down through the through the text, and and you know, came across Acheron, and uh. It just seemed to fit, just uh, you know how, how scary and dark it was. And then once we started with that, it kind of expanded too to where you know you're looking, you know, and then pulling from the same pool of uh, of uh, mythology and all that stuff. And it kind of went off the rails. I think we've been mixing a lot of Greek, Roman, Italian, or I don't know yeah. whatever else. But anything scary, anything, anything <laughs> scary. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It definitely Kukaitis, catches everyone's eyes. That's the scariest one. That, that yeah. guy gives me nightmares. This, this year's it. Kakaitis, too. There's Oof. a little, little twist on different from last year's yeah. artwork, too. So that's that's real cool. Now, I know for us, at least, I mean, having children at home, when they see that box, they know not to drink it. It's scary. <laughs> so I wonder if that's like something, you know, that's yeah. master plan. So yeah. thank you guys for that. Stay away. Yeah. All right. So um, this can go to either one of you. Uh, 
how do you guys come up with some of the the crazy idea beers? So I know you guys had just released the Cheesy Boy, <laughs> and then um, in the past you guys had As a Thought, um, oh and with the Squid Ink in there. Um, so well, who comes up with those ideas? Um, and then it's a two. Some of them are different. I mean, so As a Thought is definitely a David David beer there, but I mean a lot of them. I mean we've had everybody from sales to brew house to tap room that get to create beers. I mean, oh cool. When the tap room was open. We have a pilot system for that. So one fun That's thing fun. is you know we need new beers. So you know if you have a beer idea and the the you know email Shug the style, the ABV, all this stuff that you have that you think would be really awesome. And we'll see if we can fit it in. If it does well in the tap room on draft, awesome. maybe we bring it into a seasonal thing. Um, and that's happened with plenty of beers. So, I mean, and then sometimes it's, I don't know, we've come up with a funny name. Like, oh, it'd be a good beer name. We'll be watching a Will Ferrell movie or something. <laughs> hey, that'd, be a good, that'd be a good beer name. And then, you know, from there, it's like, okay, here's the beer name and the artwork. What kind of beer can we make to fit with this? So, yeah. Oh. I don't know how you came up with as a thought. As a thought was <laughs> that's just, that's uh, you... it was just, I don't know what happened there. It was to celebrate the fact that we were allowed to sell beer to go. And so oh, it's like, yeah. let's make oh, the, cool. the weirdest, coolest, strangest thing that we can think of. And it was just kind of something that was percolating in my head because I like that menthol, like, you know, kind of the cold, like freezing your, your innards. And then Squid Ink was mostly just for color and shock value. Um, <laughs> But it came together. I mean, I and I had nothing to do with procuring the squid ink. I just, I just kind of, you know, wrote this note and slid under Cody's door and said, "Please make this," and ran away. And then, uh, happen. You know, Donnie did the art. You know, Cody did the That's recipe, crazy. and you know, learned about all the properties of brewing with menthol. Uh, it's so. crazy. There's some people that like absolutely love that. I mean, you know, it was a fun beer. We wanted to make it just to be silly and have fun with it. I yeah. mean, it's, it's just beer. But there are people that like. When the tap room was open, they'd come, you know, every day they were coming in, they were having an Azathoth as one of their beers. <laughs> That's wow, crazy. Yeah. yeah. It was also a staff favorite of among a few, but huh? yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of people that feel the opposite of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I had one. Uh, I had no, one. I did have Seriously, one. Don't be timid. You try to please everybody. You're not going to please. You know, it's right. Like need something yeah. Like, yeah. hundred something beers a year. You're not going to like all of That's them. Wild. That's right. That's true. Very David true. Davis pumpkins. <laughs> stories of fright. They're not all going to be winners. <laughs> so, is your pumpkin beer coming back this year? Uh, is it <laughs> the Kube um, pumpkin? It will, probably won't be Kube. Okay. If we do something pumpkin related, it would probably be something different. Not that we wouldn't use Kube coffee or that it yeah. wouldn't still be a coffee, um, but it might just be something new and fresh, a new okay. style or a new new artwork and and whatnot with a, maybe a twist with the old one. Um, I'm not sure exactly what's planned. I know things have been kind of getting shuffled around with the mm -hmm. end of this year's beer calendar to tr really try to focus on getting pickle beer, salty lady and true love into the hands of people that want it. Cause that's kind of our biggest uh, concern. So we've shifted some stuff around. We still have plenty of fun seasonals coming out. Um, I just, I'm not sure if pumpkins on this year's mm. list. It would be neat to do a sour pumpkin. <laughs> Sorry, I'm totally off plan. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, the second part to that question with the Azathoth is where did you find all that squid ink in Texas? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's kind of what I said. I just slid that note under Cody's door. Please make this and ran away. I, I, and then the beer appeared. So I'm the wrong person to ask. Dark web. Yeah, just, where he, yeah, the dark yeah. web. That's where we got the squid yeah. ink from. Just make it happen. No, that's, that's, that's the official answer. Fairly easy to get i mean it's, I used, it. it's make, used for, you for use food it for pasta yeah, yeah. Stuff right like yeah, yeah um you know the, the menthol covers up a lot of the squid ink flavor you're getting a lot of it for the color and just yeah. saying hey there's you know <laughs> All righty. So let's see. Speaking of everything we just covered, this kind of is looped in there. So why is it that Martin House doesn't shy away from controversy or bad publicity? 
It almost seems like you guys embrace it. It's funny. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I love like, reading the the negative reviews. Kind of like the like the worst beer blog stuff <laughs> and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we've been on. The, the guy that, that runs Worst Beer Blog, I, I mean, I don't really know him, know him, but you know, he, <laughs> from, from our interactions with him, you know, it's all just humor. It's all just yeah. fun in the industry. Um, he, he actually posted a meme about, you know, like when brewers get posted on Worst Beer Blog, it's like two guys saying, hey, we got to lay low for a little while. <laughs> people like I saw comments on it. They're like, not Martin House. <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, Suge's really good about knowing, you know, what each social media platform like is really good for. And I, I think Instagram's great for for really interacting with people mm-hmm. on, a, on a fun level level um you know facebook maybe is a little bit more serious about it um but yeah i mean you look at our instagram and our facebook they're two completely different yeah social media networks in a sense of the content that we post um there's stuff that you see on instagram that you don't see on facebook and vice versa some stuff is you know crossed over to both but it's just yeah i mean any publicity is good publicity right but it's just having fun (laughs) i mean that's my that's been my biggest thing with working here is i mean we're making beer we're having fun we're hanging out with friends joking that kind of stuff um and to be clear i mean we're, we're trying to make good beer. yeah right that is the, the number <laughs> yeah. one it's just sometimes we got to do cheesy boy just to, to see what right. it's like exactly <laughs> well i think you guys raise the bar too because there's other breweries that just focus on their course and you really don't hear about them so i mean everybody's talking about martin house yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we definitely have a, a core brand that, you know, does well for us. And, mm-hmm. you know, the seasonal is up there with pickle on, on a sense of, of how popular it is. But, yeah, um, you know, we got to have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how has COVID made you guys pivot the way you do anything in the brewery? I know the tap room, I'm sure, has changed. Your calendar may have changed. Cans we've heard about. Can I add something first to uh, listeners? You know, we did come out and we met them. We are here in Fort Worth. We are practicing safe distancing. We masked up. They masked them. We met. I was very impressed with the measures they took and to be accommodating during these times. So just we're all doing that as well as we speak. So I wanted to throw that out there before they answered. So thank you so much <laughs> oh, sure. uh, for that, guys. Yeah. I really appreciate that. You know, you guys took it seriously and, and as everyone should, I feel. And I was I was just really impressed with it. Thank you. Good. I mean, yeah. So for us, the, the safety of our employees is is paramount. You know, number one. Um, when this thing first emerged, you know, we 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 made sure that we, I mean, learned all you can. It was constantly moving. To, oh, you should do mm-hmm. this. You should do this. I mean, when we when it first came out, they they said you shouldn't wear a mask. It's just right. gonna make you mess with your face and make you sicker. Um, and so we've just been trying to keep abreast of the very large amount of confusing, contradictory information coming out there, and you know, just. Staying on top of it, and we've got really good, uh, you know, HR. Nikki does a great job of trying to keep people safe. You know, I can speak to the my sales team and my delivery team. I told the sales guys, whenever you don't have to go out, don't go out. Mm-hmm. Use some of those relationships, texting and calling, limit um, exposure as, as much yeah. as you can. And then with our delivery team, you know, just get them max masked up. We had our Pete, our delivery driver manager, just made everybody a little kit, COVID kit with hand sanitizer, Aww. as much as we could get our hands on with masks. And you know, we got my little Martin House mask sitting right here. That's cute. So. Yeah, and it's 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 been nerve wracking. Um, the 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 tap room definitely went from you know the on site business to this beer to go, mm-hmm. and luckily you know with the micro seasonal program we've we've kept it interesting enough to where we're we're supplementing some of that lost income with with to go sales and which is great. So thanks to everyone that comes out here and and stands in line to to get these new crazy releases and you know hopefully you enjoy your line beers. We try to make it a as pleasant as possible, lining up to get the beer, um, you know, the six six feet from each other when you're standing in line, that sort of thing. I mean, that's one thing I've noticed. I mean, when we have these crazy releases, whether it's hot Cheetos or <laughs> Takis or whatever the fun, you know, things that people do tend to kind of come in line for. I mean, 
people kind of police themselves. They've been really good about it. You know, when we're in, once people get to the inside of the tap room, we have plenty of people in there, you know, checking stuff, making sure people are six feet apart. But I mean, I see people park, get out of their car and immediately walk into line. And then you know, everybody's six feet, if not more apart mm-hmm. without, you know, everybody having to go, hey, back up some, back up some. I mean, people have been really good about uh, being proactive about, you know, taking precautions. Um, one thing I wanted to note as well when we came in, because we came in before we met with you guys and came into the tap room, and I love it's it's spread out. Um, viewers, I don't know if you've been to Martin House. The the is this 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 is the newer tap room from years ago. Yeah, this yeah. is really the only one okay. we use anymore. Oh, okay, is, is the, uh, the, I remember a few years when we went to Sourface. This was new for us. We we're like, wow, this is beautiful. But the couches, tables, everything stacked up. I mean, they are taking these precautions seriously, and I was really impressed that it stretched all the way back, just you know, for when. If and when those lines come, you guys can accommodate it. So very impressive. Well, I think it's the best way for everyone to open back up too, is by being safe. Yeah, no, it's it's a very serious concern, and yeah. we're taking it seriously. Yeah, I mean, and it you know it's one of those things where it started not just from the top, but I mean, employees, managers, owners, everybody wanted to keep everybody safe. Um, I know that you know my brother Cody worked as hard as he could to get as much PPE for the brew house guys, making sure that not just brew house guys, but all everybody has plenty of gloves and masks. I mean, you see there's some boxes there behind Mm -hmm. you of stuff. I mean, you know, it's kind of as soon as it started, he's like, what can I do to make sure that we don't run out? So that yeah. we can keep everybody safe, especially drivers, you know, out in the field, going from account to account, yeah. uh, changing out gloves and, and masks and stuff in between. But they've mm-hmm. been really good about it. That's awesome. So, Okay. I think we, uh, no, well, you asked, uh, Janie asked earlier about collaborations, um, but that was, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so here's the, here's the official one. Uh, are there any collaborations happening now or in the works that you guys are excited about or can talk about? Oh, man. Well, happening now, uh, the best made pickle beer. This is this is the collaboration that just is incredible. It's it's great. Mm-hmm. They're they're great. Fort Worth company. They've been around for 100 years. Everybody that I've ever met from best made is just super friendly, super easy yeah. to work with. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They're just I mean, they they they're fun people, too. We're fun people. It's just been like a match made in heaven. And you know, this beer is, is selling really, really well, and it's just been good for both of us. They're getting, you know, a little bit of attention on their brand. Yeah. We're getting a lot of attention on our brand from from their awesome, you know, artwork from their, you know, just it's it, that's been a collaboration that yeah. has exceeded our wildest dreams. And we're continuing to do stuff with them, so they're rolling out a new Bloody Mary mix soon. Oh. Uh, so we're going to be doing a Bloody Mary pickle beer, which oh. I believe will be using their new mix. Um, you know how to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll find out <laughs> but um hopefully not because we've been talking about that a lot uh, no yeah so that's coming out actually uh i want to say around the end of september oh the middle nice. end of september will be bloody mary pickle beer so that'll be super fun that'll be a four pack of 12 ounce cans okay four pack so the i've had the pickles made with salty lady and they were amazing so mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah yep. those move well too i mean there's you know accounts still carry them on the shelves it's cool i'll go you know, kind of into some some random grocery stores and see them on the shelf. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> the place orders Martin House can deliver those pickles. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So they if they distribute to their yeah, large nice. chain accounts that have distribution centers. We deal with some of the more independent places that uh, you know, whether it's beer and wine shops or or whatever. Okay. I've got another one. Okay. So, oh yeah, actually this has been, I've been curious. So a while back we were talking about the three tier system and, um, well, just amongst ourselves. And, um, how are you guys able to self distribute despite the massive growth of the last few years? So that's been something that, uh, is, 
helped us immeasurably mm-hmm. is keeping distribution in house. Yeah. Um, we've been able to do it just because we kind of it, it gets easier. Believe it or not, as you get bigger, it gets easier because you have more customer density. Mm-hmm. And so your routes that used to be here, I'll start in you know Fort Worth, then I'll go to McKinney. Now I've got to go down to Burleson or something like that. We don't really do too many of those anymore. We we have we send one guy does McKinney Plano that day. Nice. Um, so the more the more customers you nice. have, the easier it is to, to hit these stops. Um, but we definitely had some some growing pains when we first started off. Like I remember our first delivery to to major uh, retailer here, a grocery store. He showed up and told me like five cases of Imperial Texan four pack sixteen ounce cans. Yeah. And then I called him like three weeks later. I was like, "Hey, did you guys go through those?" Which is not the way it works. So it's, you know, we've been learning as as we we've we've gone, and we've got a pretty professional uh you know organization now. We'll we'll distribute over, gosh, probably like fourteen thousand barrels this year, you know, just out of our our own our own brand. Wow. So Lord only knows how many different counties we're distributing in as well. Oh, uh, I mean, we're in Austin, Houston, San Antonio, wow. East, East, East Texas, Texas. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a statewide distribution organization. So, I mean. We essentially run three businesses here. We run the the manufacturer, we we run the the distribution, then we run the tap room. So it's you know vertically integrated. It, it really helps, and and we get to see too. You know, we have direct view into where all this beer goes. Um, and with micro seasonals, that's huge because that's yeah. not a very easy thing to manage if you're not on the store level you know, every week looking at what's going on. So we heard a rumor that you plan to expand. Sorry, I'm again. I'm off plan here <laughs> yeah, she does this at home too just so you know <laughs> yeah so we we're we're uh we're gonna essentially double our capacity we're gonna more than double our capacity actually coming up and that, that should be should be live at the end of uh, the last quarter of this year um seeing the benefits you know january february time frame um there's a lot of unfilled demand out there and you know we're, mm-hmm. we're very very sorry for everybody that wants to beer that, <laughs> that hasn't gotten it. i mean we're, we're doing our best but there's only so much you can actually brew and can just physically yeah. Um, so we're spending quite a bit of money to to modernize our, our canning line, to get souring capacity, to nice. get a lot of other cool stuff that we we've, we've been needing for a little while and, and putting off. We just Increase you know, yeah, we with the with the rise of, of pickle beer, it, it's it's growth like we've never seen, and so you know we were kind of caught us off guard a little bit. And then we were going to order this stuff earlier, and then COVID hit, and we weren't sure if our suppliers were viable, mm, so we yeah. kind of pulled back on that. And, you know, not not place those orders if we didn't know if the company was going to be a business. Right. Thank you guys so much. We're about 26 minutes, so we could kind of close it out. If there's anything you guys want to write to everyone. So uh, thank you guys. Uh, Join us for part two. Uh, We got more questions coming up with uh, our buddies over at Martin House. Okay. So come back. All right. Thanks, y'all. Thank you.